0: Hello, and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur, and every week I'm bringing you no-nonsense, no-BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable, but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place. Okay, everyone, thank you again for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast with your oh-so-happy-today host, Andrea Maxim. I am super happy today. The reason why I introduced myself that way is because I have one of my, what I would consider a mentor, someone who I've been putting on my to emulate board, um, Lori Kennedy. And so I'm just going to introduce her really quickly and then we're going to get right down to the nitty gritties with her because I don't want to waste any further time. So Lori Kennedy is a Toronto-based health and wellness business expert, online strategist, and mother of two Her works with health practitioners, healers, coaches, and fit pros who want to grow their purpose-driven businesses in a new online economy. Her real-world approach to business and her personal philosophy of inspired hustle, which I do love so much, Uh is built into her online courses and nationwide live events. Lori's, the Wellness Business Academy and the Wellness Business Summit is growing, uh, sorry, is growing a community of passionate and ambitious health leaders who are working together to achieve the company's $1 million mission. Lori prioritizes her time and energy on building her business, mentoring practitioners, working with charitable partners, playing with her kids, and of course, building her dream life all on her own terms. So we have this queen of hustle with us, everyone. (laughs) Say hi, Lori. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Cool. So because you are such like a dominant force to be reckoned with in the not only healthpreneur business, that's sort of the terminology I like to use, but also being, you know, a woman, being a mom, being a spouse, you know, a lot of these things can really trip up people saying, oh, well, now that I have kids involved, I can't, I can't, I can't, or now I could never find the time because this, that, or the other thing. Let me know and let the listeners know sort of you know, what was that pivotal turning point for you where you're like, you know what, enough's enough. I am so done with um, struggling and scraping by. I just got to take control of my life in some way, shape or form.
1: Yeah, so I think that many people use their children as reasons not to, you know, as reasons not to invest in themselves, as reasons not to bust their ass Create a better life for themselves because they have kids and they're tired, and I get that. 100% get that. When, when my when my son was born, so I have two kids, a daughter who's at the time I was recording is seven, and my son who's almost five. Um, when my son was born, I had a pretty profitable group nutrition practice. Like I was running my 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 group program in four locations you know I was making several thousand dollars a month like I I wasn't by any means you know struggling except for the fact that I still had to work nights and weekends yes and as a service provider we can all appreciate that that's not necessarily fun for the rest of our lives especially when we start having children and so it was basically his birth um, and the the oncoming, like, mom guilt that I was feeling of having to put him in daycare um, so that I could go and be of service to other people, you know, at my own expense, that was really the trigger for me to figure out how to transform my life. And at the time, you know, this was back in 2000 and he was born in 2011, March 2011. So, like, 2010, 2011, I didn't know what online marketing was. I had no idea that you could run a business on the Internet. You know, I was traditionally in in clinic i had four different locations that i would drive to right. you know every single day and i had no idea all i knew was that i needed to change my life and so i just started to pursue ways that i could do that not knowing where i would end up
0: yeah and isn't that sort of the truth eh we're we're kind of ingrained as healthcare practitioners and coaches and things that it has to be in a brick and mortar. That's the only way to be successful. And that's why I love the fact that now you're taking a hold of where economy is going in the fact that most people don't want to leave their home. Most people want to do things on their own timeline. They want to just have a quick course that they can start kind of coming back and forth to that our time is now. I don't want to say it's more valuable, but I think people are definitely prioritizing more time at home as opposed to shopping around. So how was that transition for you from being brick and mortar to, okay, now I'm going to step it up a little bit and start entering this realm that for most of us, we would never even think about as a potential option.
1: Right. And I'm, and I'm sort of chuckling to myself as you say, you know, how is that transition for you? Because I feel like, five years later, like I'm still in the transition, Um, even though my business is 100% online. um, It was not easy, I'm not gonna lie. Like I pride myself on being brutally honest and five years later, there's still, I feel like I'm still a newbie. I feel like there's still so much more that I could learn Mm -hmm. to master certain skills. Um, But looking back, there were a couple of things that I did right because I actually invested in mentorship and coaching right out of the gate. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, you know, even though I had a business and I had four locations and I had clients and I had, you know, like taxes I had to pay, I never identified as a a quote unquote like business woman. Mm -hmm. I was just a nutritionist and I had clients. Right. And so For me, the first stage of the transition was really my mindset was really, um, digging deep and sort of figuring out like who I was at my core, if I had the chops to like reinvent myself kind of thing, um, to sort of shift away from, you know, answering people's questions of like, oh, well, what do you do? You know, and I'm just a nutritionist. Right. Where people often say that that's my professional title. That's not, you know, what I do. Um. And so the transition was hard and awesome all at the same time. Um, I don't, I 100% know that I would not be where I am today had I not invested money that I didn't have in high level coaching from people who, who, um, did, did and continues to do. Yeah are still active, you know, they're not just like teaching um, exactly what it was that I wanted to do. And so basically I just went to them and said, okay, what do I do first? And they told me and I went and did it. And then I went back and I said, now what? Nice. And really, that's how it was for the first two years of transitioning my business. I surrounded myself with people who were, you know, three steps ahead of me at all times so that I could just go, t- I paid to play. Like I, I went to them to say, okay, now what? Now what do I do? Or is this right? And they'd be like, nope, go back and do it again. Um, knowing that I didn't know anything. I didn't know what I was doing. So I just put my faith in them and, you know, it turned out, turned out okay.
0: And, you know, I was writing notes down as you were speaking. And that is really the, the main thing that I said on my very first podcast, was I said, I, this podcast is for people that are willing to take risks. this podcast podcast. is for people that are willing to take action. Mm -hmm. This podcast is not for people that are like, Oh, well, you know, it sounds good, but I'm afraid I'm afraid to take that next step. I'm afraid to do this. And you said something incredibly powerful, which actually makes me feel better because I'm also investing a lot of money that I don't necessarily have right now into developing and creating that foundational part of my business so that you know years down the road it's going to pay off and i'm not going to have to worry about it so give me an idea of of that mindset how do you get into that place where you can feel comfortable like oh my god i'm now going to go into more debt in order to learn from these people which isn't necessarily a guarantee that i'm going to be successful but I'm just going to take the plunge anyway because that is probably one of the biggest hang-ups I find at least with the naturopathic community is Mm -hmm. we're so afraid of spending money and we're so afraid of getting into more debt because of course we've been in debt for years right up until this point um how do you work around that how do you assure yourself you know this is going to be okay um
1: you said something you know like how do you know it's going to work for you? And I never assumed that they would be, you know, my mentors would be my magic pill. Okay. I knew that I would be successful no matter what because to me there was no other alternative. So basically I decided to have a no plan B mindset and I... I basically bet on myself. Like I I knew that if the people that I invested money in, like at some point
0: I was going to outgrow them. Um or not necessarily outgrow them but need to move on. But isn't that a nice thing to keep in mind though? Like I'm going to surpass, you know, sort of the student becomes the teacher sort of thing. Right. Right. And it's funny cuz cuz even now
1: And I just want to share a story of how, because you asked, like, how do you feel okay with making that decision? But it's funny because the the two men that I invested in are still what I, like, I hold them on such a pedestal that that motivates me, like, for me to, I would feel embarrassed if they ever thought that I wasn't busting my ass doing my best work, you know? That's not to say working 20 hours a day, but if they ever saw me taking the easy way out, that to me, I would feel embarrassed by that. Um, but that's just my personality. So you asked me before about, you know, how did I feel okay, investing the money, and I have to say, like, it always feels risky, it always feels like I leap. and believe me, I've thrown 1000s of dollars in the toilet, because it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's running a business. And again, it goes back to that mindset of, are you a naturopathic doctor or are you a businesswoman or a businessman? Business people need capital. They need startup money and they need to invest in things um, for the growth of their business that doesn't always work out. And if you look at, you know, traditional businesses, they don't start turning a profit until like maybe year three, year sure. five. You know, there's a difference between like the business making money and you paying yourself, right? Right. But Back to the question of how did I feel okay with it when I was um, you know sitting in this conference I've never been to a conference before where I was pitched at or you know I didn't really know what a mastermind was back in 2011 2012 and I just remember sitting there thinking if I don't go to this conference I'm never gonna change my life that was the first thing I thought Mm -hmm. and then sitting inside the conference as they're talking I'm thinking I need to do this like there was just this feeling in my stomach where I'm like if I don't do this I'm going to always regret it yeah and I just knew and so we were standing in line at the bathroom now the mastermind that I invested in was twenty thousand dollars and at the time I had a two-and-a-half-year-old and a one-year-old and and I didn't have twenty thousand dollars right
0: on you know like just here you go and for people that you know, that are listening, they'd be like, oh my God, that is an insane amount of money. Right? And that was the same thing. I went to a free, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I went to a free um, how to write a book and grow rich seminar, right? And I knew writing a book was sort of something that I'd like to do eventually, and I think I thought of at least five different excuses why I shouldn't go even to the seminar, and yet something was drawing me there, like I couldn't not go even if I mm-hmm. wanted to. And it was a $15,000 investment that people are like, "Oh my god, that's how much it cost you to buy a, to write a book." And yeah, you know what? It got me to do it. That money really busted and moved my ass. And now I have a book with my name on it. Yeah. So, you know, it's not always maybe the most conventional way. There's probably always a cheaper way to do something. But the thing is, is I find putting in some sort of a risky investment really moves you a lot faster than free this, free that, $5 this, $5 yeah. that. Totally. Totally and um
1: just sort of to to sum to sum up the story because i think there's a good there's a good lesson there i was standing in line at the bathroom with like with the application in my hand thinking yeah. okay like i have three credit cards like i can rotate payments every month you know and the woman in front of me had just gotten off the stage and she was a mastermind client and she was talking about her success and she had a kid and i said to her the same question you asked me how am i going to how do I know if this is going to work for me? It's right. a lot of money, right? Like, how am I going to know? And she said, the only way that this is going to work for you is if you take massive action every single day. And, I, yes. and she's like, are you ready to do that? And I was like, yep, totally. And, you know, the motivator for me was that I needed to change my life. Like, you know, when clients come to us and they're like on their last breath basically like they're super sick and then at that point they'll do whatever you say but like the 10 years prior you know they didn't listen to anybody it's the same thing when you're at that place where you're just done with your current life even though from the outside it might look nice and pretty but you're done and
0: you know that you've got more
1: You'll make the investment and you'll make it work.
0: And I think that's an important part is it doesn't have to be you're at that crisis point, but if you know intuitively that you were meant to do something bigger, that yeah. you were meant to do something different with your life, those yeah. are all amazing reasons to say yes. And yes, of course, like even for me, I literally thought I was going to have a heart attack that night in my hotel room being like, I can't believe what I just signed up for. But it was, it wasn't a scary heart attack. It was like, okay, I just invested big in myself and I am going to make this work. And that's really what I find. We get so caught up. We prevent ourselves from moving forward. It's always that fear that creeps in and that fear prevents us from Taking that next step and it's really getting into that mindset. So for you, it was just you just knew it like intuitively You just knew you had to go there And so what was the first big thing that came out of all of this like when you're working with your mentors? What was that first big accomplishment that you're like? Yes, you know, I I'm starting to make this happen so it's funny because I think the first big
1: accomplishment for me was that I recognized that I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Yes. And and to be totally honest, that was the most helpful thing that I could have realized was to say, I'm starting from scratch. And the only way that I'm going to be able to do this is by listening and learning and modeling the successes that have come before me. Absolutely. It bugs me when people are like, oh, I'll try it myself. And I'm thinking, like, why? You've no idea what you're doing. Like, why are you, you know, like, you didn't learn to walk on your own. You didn't learn to ride a bike on your own. You didn't learn to do skate on your own. Like, everything that we've learned in life has been taught to us by someone else.
0: Or coached or guided. Or co- yeah. Or,
1: right. Or like, we've, we've like copied someone else. Yes. Right. Um, so, how is this any different? Right. So, the first big, um, the first big hurdle that I had to uh, basically overcome was creating a, a digital program for me. Cause my goal was to get my business online. Right. Yes. Um, and it's very, you know, I had a model of my group weight loss program. So I basically just took what I already had and, and recreated it or repurposed it online. Now that would have been fine, except that you then had to like write a sales page and mm-hmm. write emails, learn that whole, you know, internet marketing thing, which I had never been exposed to before. And I remember, you know, in my mastermind, I was given a structure to write a sales page. And I I, I like to think of myself as a pretty good writer and I enjoy writing. So Your that
0: would wa- copy I save. Every single email, even if it's something I don't even want to like invest in or whatever, I'm like, this girl is sucking me in every single time. And I'm saying that as a compliment, right? No, I
1: appreciate that so much. I think that's like the highest compliment someone could give because I study that. Like, that is something that I still spend, I invest in copywriting courses. Like, I continuously invest in myself. But I remember sitting in a Starbucks you know, sending my, my mentor who like made me super uncomfortable, right? Like as, as a good mentor, probably.
0: Um,
1: and I remember sitting there sweating, sweating because I had to send him the draft of the sales copy for my first information product. And I literally, it literally, no joke. I remember timing like seven minutes. I just (laughs) sat there with my finger over the send thing. And I was like, just, you know, screw it. Send. Yeah. And I, and, and the fears, the sort of Mindset was like, what if he thinks I'm an idiot? What if it sucks? You know, what if he kicks me out of the mastermind because it's so bad and he tells me I can never, you know, be good at this kind of thing? Yeah. Um, what if I put it up and nobody buys it? You know, all of these different kind of things. And what I've learned over the years is that the only way to sort of minimize the chatter is to continue doing. Like, Absolutely. On- way to minimize that, like the what ifs, the negative is to, you know, gather your courage and commit to something because through the act of doing and learning, you gain confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you're actually going to start to show yourself that you've, you've got what it takes is by actually doing, making mistakes, improving them, and then having success.
0: Absolutely. And that's one thing that I try to tell people is just take one small action every day. Just every day. Don't go to bed until you've done one further thing that will help you grow, whether it's send an email out to your list, whether it's do a video, whether it's, you know, um, I don't know, finished all your charting on time, whatever it has to be, just take that action step and move forward. Yeah,
1: and I would say for me, one of the one of the keys to my success would act was is actually doing the first thing like that would move your business forward in the morning. So sure. I get up like versus leaving it to the end of the day, because then you're tired. So for me, um the way that I start my day is by doing that one thing that moves the needle. This way, if my day goes sideways. Um, you know, things happen. I have kids, whatever. Um, I don't feel like an unproductive loser and beat myself up all day because I didn't do, I didn't do the one thing that I know that I needed to get done that day. And so, um, I've trained myself, you know, to start my day with that one productive thing, which is usually, you know, writing some piece of email or some piece of content that
0: translates into sales and being of service. Absolutely. Now while we're talking about that, I definitely consider you an authority in what it is that you're trying to do, how you're presenting yourself, how often you're putting yourself out there just let everybody know sort of what it takes. And you kind of touched on it, you know, every morning you're putting something out there, but it takes a lot more than that for people to know, trust, and like you. So what is it that it takes, you know, if you could just summarize it or what your journey has been? Um, I think the one thing that it
1: takes is just consistency. You know, people say to me, How long is it going to be before I start making money? I'm like, that's the wrong question. Yeah. You know, like how many hours a week should I dedicate to growing my business? That's my pet peeve question. Don't (laughs) ask me that. Right. Right. Like as many hours as you can afford to put in, like it's a business. And it's
0: not going to end either. It's not like there's, you know, oh, by the end of the week I'm done.
1: Right. And so if you, you know, so I think, you know, the What does it really take? It takes just being consistent. And for me, um, you know, I've tried things on. Like, I've tried to do video. I've tried to do Periscope. I can't be consistent in those things because I don't love them. Right. The one thing that I can be consistent in is writing. And so that's my chosen thing because I love to write. It's cathartic for me. It's like my creative, you know, zone of genius. I don't love video. So I'm not going to do it consistently. And so... um the journey for me has really been about improving my writing skills and to be honest like I think that especially in our line of work because we have that added I don't know what to call it like the added pressure of communicating health symptoms yes versus just you know like buy this thing yeah um we have to know how to communicate that in order to motivate complete strangers, whether they're sitting across the table from you in your clinic or they're, you know, reading a sales page or they're on your website. We have to learn how to communicate to them in a different way than most sort of business people because we have the health symptoms and that extra sort of objection um, that we need to overcome. So um, I would just say pick, you know, my thing has been writing. Um, my journey has been through writing, whatever, whatever sort of progression that's looked like for me going from, you know, being a full-time nutritionist to doing, you know, having a part-time practice up until last year, um, in clinic and then having an online business and then, you know, saying, okay, now I can, you know, amazing.
0: I can't see you though. Okay. I can see you perfectly and we're just having a bit of technical difficulty here, but I think what you were talking about, you're hearing me okay? Yeah. Okay. I think what you were talking about was when you were saying we have to communicate the health symptoms and when it comes to copy about having to be able to discuss those health symptoms, what you're really talking about are the pain points. Yes. Right. And this is something that I think, most of us don't understand. And this also comes back to you saying about the title. Like, am I just going to say, you know what? I'm a nutritionist, I'm a naturopath, therefore you should buy into me. No, it's not about that. And you have to think about it. I always look back and reflect on myself. If somebody were to tell me, oh yeah, I'm a naturopath, you know, come see me. I'd be like, no, I don't think so. You, You know, you haven't given me any reason why. And so a big, big thing that I think we need to learn as a community is, how to describe what it is we're going to do for our patients so that they're like, oh, you know, tell me more about that. You know, inspire that curiosity and don't think that you can sell them necessarily in the elevator speech, but at least you want to grab their attention. And that's also kind of about doing the online business is people that might listen or read your first email, they're not going to buy from you right away necessarily. They're going to keep feeling you out and creating that, dynamic with you and creating that um, relationship with you to the point where they're like, yeah, you know what? This girl is talking about everything that I need. I'm ready. Yeah, and I think too that there's
1: this sort of myth that we need to overcome in health and wellness specifically because there's there needs to be more than one touch point before somebody becomes a client. Whether it's online or offline, it's unlikely that a complete stranger, not a referral, because that's not a stranger, but like, you know, a stranger who comes into your office, you have to be really good at sales to be able to, you know, convert them into a client on the first meeting. Yeah. Right. And so I think where we sort of lose it a little bit as a, profession is remembering to nurture these people along, right, to, to really demonstrate to them that, that we are the right person for them. It's our responsibility to earn their trust, right? We're trying to basically invite them into transformation, where they, they're maybe not quite sure that they can even do it for themselves, right? Um, They're not even confident in their own ability, never mind, like, giving us their money to help them feel better.
0: Right. Um,
1: and so it is really important to understand how to talk to potential clients and how to talk to clients in a way that really triggers them from an emotional perspective and, and that, that results in them wanting to invest in you.
0: And so could you give even an example of what you find most people are doing wrong in that sense versus what you would encourage them to do?
1: Sure. So what most people are doing wrong is they're talking about the service delivery when they explain who they are and what their program is. They say, so I have, you know, I'm a naturopathic doctor and in our, you know, initial consultation, I'm going to give you an assessment form and then we're going to talk about some of your health symptoms and I'm going to get a really clear picture on, you know, what's going on with you, um, so that I can create a program or a protocol for you and then, you know, give you, give you some homework and then I'll have you come back for a follow up. Sound good? Right. Right? Like that's what most people do. And I sort of always relate it to, you know, if you want to go to Hawaii, do you really care what kind of plane you fly on? Like you're not going to ask the airline, you know, what kind of plane is it? I mean, you might ask nowadays if they have wifi or if there's movies. But you really don't care what kind of plane just it is. get me there just get me there yeah. so I think that where we're lacking is the skills because it, it, they are skills right is the skills to do some investigative work to find out what they want their destination to be whether it's Hawaii or Mexico or Cancun or whatever you know why are they there they're not there to get pieces of paper they're not there to get meal plans they're not there to get IV injections they're there to get something that's not tangible it's a feeling, it's an emotion, it's something else. Um, they're not even there to lose 20 pounds because it's the feeling that's motivating them, right? Yes. Otherwise, you know, they would just lose 20 pounds. <laughs> right. um, and so it's asking specific kinds of questions, you know, open ended questions. And then my favorite all time sort of follow up to a question is, you know, why is that important to you? Mm hmm. How is that going to help improve the quality of your life? Because that's really what we're after, is we want to improve the quality of their life. How is losing 20 pounds or gaining more energy going to help them improve? the? Why is that important? Right? Um, And then they'll tell you. And they'll tell you in their words, which is what you just need to paraphrase back to them when you're explaining how you're going to help them because the injections and the programs and the and the meal plans and you know, whatever the acupuncture, that's the tools that you're going to use to get them the result that they just told you that they wanted.
0: Right. And isn't that so important? And it's just something that, yeah, I'm even thinking back to how I converse with my patients and I'm like, when's the last time I really asked that? Like, maybe in a roundabout way, but you're right. I I really do find that even myself, that's a learning point for me too, is not to get into the exactly the nitty gritties and here's the tools and this out of the other thing. It's sort of, well, what's the most important thing to you and why? And here are some things that I can do to help you achieve that. Mm -hmm. And I think because we're predominantly treating women too, as women ourselves, we're incredibly attached to the emotion involved with the journey. It's not about, oh yeah, I'm taking these supplements because the lady at the store said it's going to make me better. It's sort of like, you know, I'm taking these supplements because it's my first step towards regaining control over my health. This is how I am getting my health back. I'm getting my energy levels back and I'm doing it. And it's more that feeling of accomplishment than what the final goal is. And even if that, if a client said that. I would even go one more
1: time and say, well, why is that important to you? Why is the feeling of doing it and taking back control important to you? What's that going to do for you? Yeah. Because that's when you can go that deep. And it's not comfortable, and you have to hold that space, right? Yep. It's not comfortable, and it takes time for sure. But when you can go that deep, and the person really tells you, like, their truth that they probably haven't really said out loud, you will never get the money objection. Yeah. Like, You know what I mean? Like, especially if you're someone who wants to sell, like, high-end packages, like, even, you know, naturopathic um, packages, you know, that are with supplements and IV treatment and that, like, you can sell massive packages, right? Yep. Um, I don't know why no one's doing it, but you you should all start selling, like, $10,000 packages (laughs) uh, because you have the ability to facilitate that, and that's, like, true transformation. But in order to sell a package that large, it's not predicated on – you know, fixing symptoms. It's predicated on really understanding the client's truth. Yeah.
0: And you, I know you work very closely with a lot of naturopaths and I know it's not just naturopaths that are listening in here, but I know that you've gone to the college in Toronto Mm -hmm. and spoken to them. And I really wanted to get your assessment of us Mm -hmm. as business people and where you find the recurrent hangups are. You know what? I I've taught for
1: massage therapists, I've taught for personal trainers, I've taught for naturopaths, and I've taught for holistic nutritionists, and I feel like we all have the same, you know, business course, um, which is lacking in in so many ways. Now, with that being said, these types of schools and programs and certifications aren't there to teach you business. That's right. They're there, you know, to teach you the professional education. It's just unfortunate that up until frankly, I created the Wellness Business Academy that. There hasn't really been um, a partner to these educational institutions that sort of brings the professional education and the business together. Um, I feel it's unfortunate for naturopathic doctors. Now, I'm not like, you know, up to snuff on all your regulations, but from being in the college, we've had to come up with some pretty creative ways you know, to use marketing strategies and, and online programs and whatnot because your hands are tied because you're regulated, right? Yeah. You're a licensed medical professional and you're regulated. And so you can't do a lot of the things that let's say I'm allowed to do because I'm not regulated. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's pros and cons of both and I'm not going to get into that debate. Right. Um, <laughs> messy, but I would say that like myself, like you're not taught, that you are in fact running a business and that being a naturopathic doctor is your tool of choice. It's your product, right? Naturopathic medicine is the product that you sell to clients. Basically that's the way that I see it. Yes. You're, you know, you're very well educated and you absolutely could save somebody's life. But at the end of the day, you still have to make money in order to do that, which means that you're running a business.
0: And that is, and I've spoken at the naturopathic college myself as well to the business um, students, and I find the idea around maybe thinking more capitalistic, which I don't want to use that term, but that's kind of what we're talking Mm -hmm. about, is just so uncomfortable and invasive for certain people. They're like, well, what about the people that can't afford us? How do we take care of them? And you know, we should be taking care of people and not necessarily thinking about money, but I'm sorry guys. Like if you want to not be on the street one day because you can't afford food, right. you really do need to engage in that business mindset and the idea of being comfortable with making profit. Yeah. And I have the same thing. Like I speak to,
1: you know, thousands of health practitioners, alternative health practitioners every year and they say the same thing to me, you know, it's like, what about the people who can't afford it? And, and, you know, should I be charging this much? And I'm like, my, my sort of response to that is if you're concerned about the people who can't afford it, then it is actually your responsibility to go out and make as much money as humanly possible from the people who actually can afford it and want to invest because there are people who want to invest in you, sure, right? So that you can turn around and give away services for free to those, to those people who can't afford it. But if you aren't making money and if you, um, can't afford your own lifestyle, then you can't be of
0: service to anyone else. That's right. And that's, that was perfectly said. That's exactly what I think a lot of people need to hear to kind of wake them up and be yeah. like, you, we want you to be a philanthropist and we want you to do amazing things, but usually the people that are doing the amazing things have money to back them exactly. so that they can do it. Imagine if like
1: for every you know, five clients you got, you were able to see two for free.
0: Right, and that's not so unattainable.
1: That's amazing. Right. But think about then how much you would have to charge those or how much you'd have to raise your rates or add again, like, you know, other sort of supplemental therapies to increase the value of that one particular client, which basically you're you're using that one client to subsidize two others. Right. And to take it one step further, I bet that client would love to know that because they're a client, they now
0: funded someone to get free. Free services. I bet you'd love to know that. And people do love to know that they're giving back or they're helping impact somebody's life, right? So that's a very, very good point. Yeah. Now, describe um, the Wellness Business Academy for those people that may not have even known that it existed as an option. Sure. So it was always sort of my dream to become a teacher.
1: Um, And, you know, Fate has a funny way of working out for you as long as you just like hold that vision for yourself. Um, The Wellness Business Academy is a 12 month online business school for alternative health practitioners, health and wellness practitioners, like health coaches and nutritionists, naturopaths, energy healers, personal trainers. And really it's the culmination of everything that I've learned, Um, you know, having been in the health and wellness industry Exclusively since 1999, basically, I've never really worked. I've never had like a, a proper job, as I would say. I've never been in corporate. I've never worked outside of health and wellness um, since I was basically 19 years old. And so it's it's really it's these step by step business trainings that that take you from you know not even having a business name and a brand to finding out, you know, or creating the foundation for you to grow from, like your location, your name, your brand, your niche, your av your, you know, who you really want to help and be a hero to, to creating those scalable programs, whether you run them online or offline, to learning all of the sales and marketing and the so the strategies that um, really come along with learning how to, you know, talk to your ideal clients invite them into transformation with you, um, really close the sale, and then enroll them. There's a system to this. Like, I call it the holistic business model. And there really is a system, a rinse and repeatable system to creating a health and wellness business, whether you want to run it online or offline or in a combination of both. And it takes a year. You know, people are like, oh, but, you know, I need to make money now. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But again, you're running a business, and businesses don't start and thirty days later turn a profit. It just doesn't work that way and I don't want anyone in health and wellness who really has the desire um, and the capability to literally save people's lives or at least extend them or transform yes. them to waste time doing things that you know they learned. You know, in a regular business course, it doesn't always apply to us because because of the health symptoms, because of that added sort of mentality, um, and they're sick, right? Like sure. Their outcome isn't that, you know, they want to buy some type of, you know, vacuum that's going to clean their floor. They're buying the key to their health. Yeah. And that's very different proposition than, you know, a piece of clothing or a book or something, something like that.
0: Yeah, totally superficial right. or yeah, tangible right. or something like that.
1: Right. So I basically sat down and said, okay, like what do people really need to learn? No anything, but like the logistics of you know starting and we've basically just mapped out a 12-month curriculum that takes them by the hand and walks them through all the decisions, um, all of the creation of their brand and the content with, you know, scripts and templates and how-tos so that it really is, you're just pouring your work into my systems and my structures.
0: Which I think is so amazing. You're absolutely right. There really wasn't anything out there prior to your creation of that, which actually inspired me to create an online course just for startup. So, this is what you do just to get going, here are my templates, here's all of my stuff that I've used, marketing materials that you can just revert, like reuse, but I didn't want to get into that place where you are because you have such a wonderful thing already created and you're right. Mine will get people started up in the first like 30 days. Here's everything you need. But if you want to be successful, here's some other resources to use. So I think it's really awesome that you did that. And I know it's a perfect example of working for hours and hours and hours without any payout. But now you have this turnkey program that you launch. What is it? Once a year? Um, we actually opened it twice last okay. year and we'll probably open
1: it for a couple shorter periods of time throughout like the 2016, 17, can you believe that? 16, know. 17. um, year, crazy. Um, yeah, I really, you know, I think for me, one of the most important things was that people learn how to create scalable programs. It doesn't matter, you know, what your professional title is, whether you're an RMT or an osteopath or a kin or an ND. Doesn't matter. I believe that every one of us should have some type of, you know, six week or eight week or thirty day scalable program that we can put clients into um, to really l- leverage ourselves and leverage our time. Because, you know, in our industry, we are trading dollars for hours. If we don't you know, fill our client schedule or we have to take, you know, a day off. For example, I had a massage booked today and the guy called me because his daughter was sick. And I was like, well, you know, that sucks. Not that I could have you know, not that he can scale massage, but he doesn't get paid unless That's he has right. somebody. Right? right. And so I, I've been talking to him. I'm like, you need to put together some type of stretching program or whatever um, that people can buy so when they're not with him. It's just leveraging your expertise. It's really getting the maximum amount you can out of your professional education.
0: And that's why I also created the seven day detox program because Mm -hmm. patients come back for it every three to six months. They say, I want to do it over again. They know how to do it. They just need to get the powder. They just want to have the quick check-ins with me and it's wonderful. And I actually emulated that program off of your holistic weight loss program. yeah. Yep. So I was sort of like, okay, well she, you know, I'm not, obviously not copying, but I was like, this is how you laid it all out. I'm going to lay it out the exact same way with my seven day detox. Again, same sort of thing. Why would I recreate the wheel when you've already done something that's super successful? I'm just yep. spinning it in my own way. And that's a really good tip for everybody listening to and you might be thinking, okay, I'm
1: totally into this. Like I want to go and create something, you know, how do I get started? What do I do? And I can tell you that I invested thousands, it like pains me to say it, but thousands of dollars buying other people's programs and courses just to see how, how not. Yeah, like, why not? Just to see, you know, the first eight-week program that I ever put together was after I invested in Marie Forleo's B-School. I paid $2,000 to basically see how she put that eight-week program together. And it was worth every penny because that allowed me then to model her structure um, and build the Weight Loss Coach Training Program, which has now made me multiple six figures. Right. So it's it's definitely was worth a $2,000 investment if you're gonna take action on it, right? Which yes. Which is
0: the secret to success. Absolutely, absolutely. Now okay. to start to um, wrap this up, although I'm loving, loving, loving our conversation, <laughs> and I'm sure we'll have you on as a part two at some point in time. What else would you like people that are listening that are struggling, that are starting a new, Practice or business that are restarting it maybe coming back from a maternity leave or something like that. What would you say?
1: Um, So there's a couple mantras that we've sort of formulated over the years that we use so much in the Wellness Business Academy Um, And the two are the first one is good is good enough so um, You know Nothing will ever be perfect. And so you have to say to yourself. Is this good enough and if the answer is yes, and you feel that, and you know, maybe in the back of your head, you know, you're going, well, I could do this. If there's like a, well, it's good enough.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah. Like
1: it's good enough. Get it out into the world. And the only way that you're going to know how to make it better is by getting client feedback. You can hem and haw all you want. You can ask your friends, you can ask your business mentor, the clients will tell you. So just get it out into the world. And then the other one is, um, practice makes progress right? Because versus like practice makes perfect. There is no perfect. So everything is just progress, right? You will always have that like carrot dangling in front of your face. You want more, you want more, you want more. You'll never get more. Um, It's just everything is progress. So you know, if you're afraid to fail, if you're afraid to get started, flip the script and maybe don't look at it that way. Like, you know, I forget where this quote is from. I don't know. But, you know, the the only time you'll ever really fail is if you quit, right? Because otherwise they're all just learning lessons. And if you can have the mindset of, all right, well, that didn't work out and maybe it was embarrassing and maybe I lost my shirt on that one. But if you really do have a no plan B mentality, if you really are in this, like as a lifelong commitment, um, then you just say, well, okay, like, let's make sure that doesn't happen again next time. Sure. Um, and that's honestly the way it goes. Like nothing is guaranteed, like bet on yourself and, you know, learn from people who have and are still doing what you want to do.
0: Exactly. And that's why I loved, even when you're talking about your coaches, you're like, they're always three steps ahead of me. So you're following in those footsteps. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I just want everybody to also keep in mind is, the path that you thought you were paving for yourself is never going to be the way you thought it was. And you do have to have a little bit of flexibility around that too. Like I thought when I graduate, I'm going to move to um, this place and I'm going to open up this practice, like this center and that's what I'm going to do. And that was not what happened. My clinic in Caledonia kind of fell into my lap. I was like, okay, this would be crazy to not do because I own that practice that's sort of like my first home base if you will and the rest of like for me to be talking to you over this podcast never ever would have even crossed my mind until two months ago right this was an I listened to somebody else's podcast the woman who's coaching me told me about how you know, few people are podcasting. There's so many bloggers out there. There's so many this out or the other thing. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Podcasting is totally up my alley, but it was because I just kind of, I let the air kind of swing me in that direction. And now I'm talking to you. And I mean, this is a dream for me to be talking Mm -hmm. to you and then sharing this with everybody else. Yeah. So congratulations because that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. So, the one thing I always like to finish up with is if there was one thing you knew that you knew before you got into everything that you know now, what would that have been? Like, what would that one, or it just, or an example of something where you're like, damn, I wish I knew that before? I wish that. I had as much faith in
1: myself as I do now I wish that you know I wish I could have cultivated that mindset that everything will always work out even sometimes though it feels really bad I wish that I would have cultivated that for myself Um, because a lot of this especially when you create something from nothing as we all are doing as entrepreneurs right? Um, cause that's what we are. If you are starting a business from scratch, yeah. you know, um, there really is only vulnerability to feel. And so I wish that I would have known or learned. I wish someone would have said to me that feeling, um, of vulnerability, use it as a guidepost to measure progress. Yeah. You know, once you stop feeling that, you're going to stay flatlined because you're going to get too comfortable. So, have faith in yourself, you know, and it's okay. Like, sometimes you need that. We have seasons in our business. Like, sometimes you need six months of like just, yes. Whew, yes, okay, to ride the wave for a bit, you know, but then that thing will like happen inside where you like want more. So, I wish that I would have known that that was okay.
0: And so, how can people get in touch with you, whether it's um, to check out, you know, the, Wellness Business Summit videos that you have, the Wellness Business Academy to even discuss one-on-one coaching with you. Yeah. So the
1: easiest way, I think, to get a hold of me is to honestly just get on my email list that so you can go to, com. You can just Google Lori Kennedy. Um, there's me and this other woman named Lori Kennedy who owns Alpha Omega Ministries, who has lauriekennedy.com. I couldn't get my own name. R-H-N, which is registered holistic nutritionist. Um, So yeah, I think that's just the easiest way. You can come find me on Facebook. Actually, you can join. We have a um, like a free Facebook community, which is honestly incredible. It's the Wow with an exclamation mark Wellness Community. We have about like 2,500 health practitioners in there now, from honestly all over the world. It's a super fun, super supportive community um, where we talk about business and we ask questions about tricky client cases and just you know really support each other. Um, So I welcome you to to join me in that group.
0: And I'm in that as well and I don't know how I don't know if you are scheduling it or what but literally 8 a.m. on my phone Lori has posted something in that group that's stimulating conversation or asking for feedback and the people that are in it are actually really cool. So I it's, also encourage you to join it too. It's scheduled. It's all scheduled. <laughs> Which is also something we need to learn about is you don't yeah. have to be doing everything fresh every single day that there are right. beautiful free tools like HootSuite that'll help you schedule all that social so media nice. stuff, but it's equally as good. You still had to do it at some point in time. You still had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you again so much, Lori Kennedy, for coming on to the podcast, despite the fact that we've had a few hiccups with our connection. That's life, right? You just roll with it. And the most important thing this. was for us to get this out there. To everyone that is listening, I want to thank you so much for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim. If you'd like to discuss or leave questions to me, if you have any topics you want me to talk about, if you want me to interview you on this podcast because you have something to share. I would love to. Please go to my website www.maximizedbusiness.ca and I'm out. You guys are killer. Thank you as always for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca.